0: Los Cougarinos win a comeback thriller at Stanford. Clay Helton, job in trouble after a loss to Herm. And Washington, all the quarterback drama you can handle. All that and more on this week's Eligible Receivers podcast. He's Eric, I'm Warren. Let's start up the show. Hello, blog fans.
1: My next guest is the host of a funny, strange, and wonderful show. Please welcome... Eric, I bet Warren's got one of those Altoid boxes filled with pre-rolled joints that Danny DeVito gave. Yes.
0: This is Eligible Receivers, the show where we review last week's Pac-12 action, pick next week's Pac-12 games against the spread, and keep track of how we're doing on our picks over the course of the season. And my friend, this was an extremely eventful week of Pac-12 football last week. But, you know, before we got to the close games, to all the drama, we started off on Friday night in Pasadena, UCLA. They'd won a couple conference games. They're on the come. But they ran into the juggernaut that is the Utah Utes. Utah, 40 points, I think, for like the third week in a row. 41 to 10 runaway winners on the road. Utah, best team in the South.
1: The clear favorite in the South at this point. And you got to say that whatever their offensive issues were earlier in the season, they have resolved those.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're just like all, all of this. I mean, now... UCLA was missing their their uh, hyphenator quarterback who's been showing some promise but uh, still man I mean Utah is like you know I've like you almost like I mean Utah's favored if they play Washington again and Washington went down there to Salt Lake City and handled them you know like at the beginning of the year it's like before they knew what they were and before we knew what we were you know yeah like that's the only reason that went down the way it did it would appear that way, correct? Yeah. All righty. So let's go to Saturday and start it off with a comeback for the ages. I don't know why I didn't put that in the lead. Colorado leads Oregon State in the second half, thirty-one to three. Here come the Beavs. Here come the Beavs. God damn it! The Beavs get all the way back. They score a touchdown inside a minute to go to tie it up uh, at what you know, whatever the hell it was, thirty-four. Beeves have an extra point to go one point ahead with like less than 30 seconds ago. Nothing easy for the Beavs, nothing easy for the Beavs. They miss the extra point and we go to overtime, but what can you do? Beavs just score again. They figured something out, a humongous win for Jonathan Smith and company. Uh, and what a fantastic, famous collapse for Mike McIntyre. Yeah, this is a very
1: confusing outcome, right? I mean, I, how is it that Colorado who has looked at times this year like to be pretty decent you know i mean i think i think they got exposed the last couple weeks in terms of whether or not they're a true contender but you know this is a Oregon state team that hadn't won on the road in a long time and colorado's up 31 to 3 you figure even if you let your guard down simply a function of running some offensive plays is going is going to kill enough time to to end this game what a what a disaster for mike mcintyre and then you got to feel good for Jonathan Smith, um, former Washington offensive coordinator. Jonathan Smith, um, who, you know, it, it's going to take him a long time, I think, in Oregon State to really turn that program, you know, all the way around if he's able to. This is certainly not going to be this year or next year or the year after um, where I think they're a uh, contender in the north per se. But this is going to go a long ways for him. Not only in his own locker room now, but on the recruiting trail, you know, getting guys to buy into what he's selling, the, the breaking the long, you know, road losing streak and, and having such a great comeback is really going to he's going to get a lot of mileage out of this. And or at least he's going to get a lot of capital out of it. And, and hopefully he'll be able to turn that into into mileage. You know what I mean? Like positive momentum turned into positive results.
0: Yeah, and I agree. I think Oregon State's mission statement for the year was find one solitary thing to hang their hat on, and this is that in a huge way. It's a conference win on the road, uh, and they're like, close up shop. They've done what they came to do this season, show improvement. They've, uh, you know, been, kind of, you know, I mean, and this is on the heels of a game against Cal where they just get rocked at home you know and all of a sudden it's like oh man they're playing out the string it's not going to go well to turn around and win that game on the road when they had every reason in the world to quit down four touchdowns and that they keep chopping wood or gnawing through wood as it were and uh end up with that result it's what what a what a, a fantastic thing for them that's a, i mean close, end their season they're done and they have had a successful one
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's a great win for them. Yeah. All righty. Next up we had, let's go to Southern California where Herm, Herm, much maligned Herm, all of a sudden the the bloom was off the roads. Is Arizona State going to find a way to bowl eligibility? They go to USC and lo and behold, the Herminators do not fold. Yeah, I mean, USC, as you correctly picked this game, and I have to give you massive props for that, but you noted the USC was on a third-string quarterback in this game. They still managed 35 points. Not enough. Herm gets 38 to 35. It's not about points, but as Herm says, you play to win the game. Uh, and Arizona State, huge win for them on the road. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it
1: was a weird game because ASU was really up comfortably for a while. And USC kind of mounted a, a furious comeback with Jack Sears at quarterback. Um, and, you know, like, USC is just a mess right now. They they don't really have anything, you know, positive to hang their hats on. And with her, even though the last couple of weeks have kind of, you know, derailed the, the early momentum that they had in the season, they still have Nikhil Harry, who's a freaking stud who, you know, probably should be at USC. Um, and, you know, Manny Wilkins at time has looked okay. And then, you know, Benjamin as a running back, you know, this is just a real professional effort out of ASU to come up and win a game against a, uh, you know, a much more, uh, prestigious program, but that's just in, you know, complete disarray from a coaching standpoint.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, USC tons of fallout from this game. Saw a tweet, uh, today when I was looking around, uh, trying to see some fallout from this game. Clay Halton's record with Sam Darnold is 20 and 4. His record without Sam Darnold is 11 and 10. He's got a winning record with both examples. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. If you're uh, now, USC, I mean, the talk for a long time with them, back when they had Lane and back when they had Sark, and even into the early years of Helton, it was like, oh, once we're clear of these sanctions, look out. You know, all of a sudden, they're plenty clear of the sanctions at this point, you know? They are four and four, and three and three in the conference. In a Pac-12 South that, for the entirety of this conference, having twelve teams, has been the weaker division. Three losses in conference.
1: Uh-uh. Yeah, I mean, and and the other thing about USC, which I, I saw somewhere on the internet, that you know, if you really think about our lifetime in USC, they've only ever been truly dominant in the Pete Carroll era, the, 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 the like seven year stretch that Pete Carroll had with, you know, Matt liner and Reggie Bush and Lendale white, and Mike Williams. And I mean, like the just litany of great players on defense. I mean, starting Carson Palmer, I guess with winning the Heisman um, and then, and then really turning it on, you know, with the, with the liner era. Um, but realistically, that's it, right? I mean, it, it took a transcendent coach. I think in Pete Carroll, you can, call them that um, at the college level to truly make USC a top five program perennially, but really for most of our lives, <clears throat> they've been good, but not great. And they always get good talent, but you know, I, I I'm going to be really fascinated to see who they go out and get as a coach in this, you know, in this offseason. season, I think Clay Helton is gone um, because you know, Pete Carroll is probably not leaving the NFL to come back there. And and I don't know that there's a big name coach that's out there right now that they can just go pluck out of wherever, you know, he's coaching um, to bring it back to those Carroll years.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, it's like I mean, because like that Pete Carroll, his success was entirely out of nowhere. Like he was just some washout NFL guy that they got. And it was crazy that it ended up working as well. Uh, as it did. So yeah, interesting to see where they go next. Uh, in, in the meantime, they're rearranging deck chairs. Uh, T Martin has been stripped of his play calling duties. Uh, now Clay Helton's going to call the plays T Martin in response to this today, his Twitter bio prior to today said the university of Southern California, offensive coordinator, receivers coach today, no such caption. It just says he's from Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, I saw that. I saw someone calling into question. his. He agreed with this move. And it's like, yeah, but he's removed every trace of USC from his <laughs> online uh, social media platform. So that's, uh, I, I, you know, the thing with USC is they're, you know, that whatever. I mean, if they make a good coaching hire, their recruiting will still be fine. But stuff like this is not great for them.
0: Yeah, he's spilling that T. Yeah. Uh, next up we got – did we do Washington? Let's oh, let's do Oregon goes to Arizona. Oregon, you know what? They're coming off a tough loss to Washington State, but they still they beat Washington. They're going to Arizona, a team that has looked extremely lackluster. So, uh, why even watch the game? Cleo Tate still can't run this year for some reason. Uh, so, I'm assuming Oregon wins big. No, sir. No, no. In fact, it's Arizona who wins going away, forty-four to fifteen. And frankly, any Goodwill, I mean, a win over Washington goes a long way at Oregon. However, uh, you, I think, also had this pegged really well. I'm not sure. Did you call this game? Yeah, I I, I just thought the spread was too big. But I thought that Oregon
1: coming off two tough games in the Washington schools and then going down into the desert, you know, and they... You know, let's be honest, they didn't look great against Washington. They were should have been beaten in that game. They then lost to WSU for their second loss of the season, meaning they were effectively eliminated from meaningful postseason. Um, I guess not totally, but, but more or less. Um, it just didn't seem like a great, you know, uh, setup for them. And then I thought that line at nine and a half was way too big,
0: yeah. Now, too big. I want to be clear. You thought it was maybe like three points too big, right? And not 40 points too big, which is what the well, actual mean, swing ended up being.
1: I did not think Arizona was going to blow them out. I'll say that. I'll, I'll say that much. But I, I thought it was a possibility Arizona was going to win the game. But, yeah, I certainly didn't see a complete dud. But, man, the, the desert does weird things to Pac-12 North teams. It is not a great place to go if you're in the Pac-12
0: North. It's too hot. It's too warm down there man it's just too hot anyone anyone can agree it's far too hot uh finally that leaves us with washington and california an afternoon special and uh so here's here's what happens in this game washington gets a touchdown to go up early uh well, the final game right you wanna you huh? you're,
1: saving,
0: you're oh. saving a game here? oh yeah no no never mind i don't want to skip that well we'll talk about the best game of the week first yeah, yeah you're right we'll do washington last how about washington state how about stanford how about, how about stanford How about Washington State on the road after an extremely emotional uh, home win on game day where they have one of their program's premiere days in the sun and all that juice is gone. Classic trap game scenario going on the road against a ranked team that is competent, you know. So every reason for Stanford to win this game, right? And And it ends up being a game. Stanford finds an offense. Stanford's winning 28-17 to at the half. But here come the goddamn Cougs. Here they come. Here they fucking come. And uh, Minshew, you know, ends up having a Mike Leach special, 400 yards, three touchdowns. They score 17 points in the fourth quarter, get out of there, kick a field goal, you know, late, late. was I don't know if that was at the gun or not, but it was late. Uh, Washington State 41-38 to winners, humongous win, and – for their efforts, you know, but for, you know, a quite, you know, maybe some questionable replay action in that game against USC, you're looking at an undefeated Cougar team. You are looking at a Cougar team that is in the top 10 and uh I believe near the top of the one lost teams uh in the first college football playoff rankings that came out today. I think they're number 7 or something like that.
1: They're 8 and I think they 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 sit in an interesting spot because there's I think three SEC teams ahead of them, which of which two of them will suffer a loss at least one more loss throughout the remainder of the year, because Alabama and LSU are one and three and they play this weekend. And then Georgia is up there. I think it's six and they ostensibly will be the team that comes out of the East and will have to either play Alabama or LSU, whoever wins the West in the SEC championship game. So between those three teams, you've got at least two losses coming up. Um, and then you've got Clemson, Michigan, Notre Dame that I think are have to be what concern you because whoever wins the SEC, I think you have to assume is going to be in the playoff, um, period. And then if Clemson, Michigan, and Notre Dame all went out, they're not going to drop out of the those position. But the Cougs, if you know, obviously Michigan's got to play Ohio State. Michigan's uh, got
0: Penn State this week. Before that. Uh,
1: yeah, Michigan's got some big games coming up. Ohio, you know, Clemson hasn't looked quite as dominant. You know, there's weird stuff that happens in college football, so I think it's a pretty safe bet that you know all three of those teams are, are not going to win out. Um, and Georgia, it, you know, sitting there, if they go and lose the SEC championship game and get in in bad fashion, there's no reason the Cougs wouldn't potentially jump them if they went out. So I think I think the Cougs are like they run the table and they have a better than
0: you know, fifty percent chance of being in the playoff. If the Cougs run the table, they're in. You heard it here first. I think. I think oh. there's. I think there's no way they're. I mean, I think the losses are going to be spread among the teams in front of them. Exactly as you said. If the Cougs went out, they're in that fourth seed, and the Cougs are going to the playoff. The, to my mind, the Cougs control their destiny for the playoff.
1: I, I don't. I, the only the wild card. I would agree with you in normal circumstances, except the wild card is Notre Dame because they don't actually have a difficult schedule coming home. And if they don't lose a, another game, they're going to be in. And whoever wins the SEC is going to be in. So that that really only le- that leaves the Cougs effectively, I
0: think, looking at two spots. Yes. And, and well, so and Alabama's in. in.
1: Well, well. So yeah, you yeah. need
0: Alabama to win the SEC.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: and that, so and that's an assumed.
1: Yeah, that's an assumed. So the problem I think is is Notre Dame could really gum up the works for them by by winning out, because um, again, their their schedule isn't that challenging and and maybe even less challenging than the Cougs, but it it doesn't matter. They're Notre Dame. If they, you know, they went out, they're not going to get left out of the playoff because um, they're assholes. Um, and, and so I think that, that, that really then, like, you have to have Clemson and Michigan lose. And, you know, Michigan certainly could lose. They haven't looked like world beaters, but their defense is so good. Mich- you know, Penn State – and Ohio State are still standing in their path. I think that's your a, a good shot at a loss there. And then Clemson, I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody in the ACC that's good enough to get Clemson. Um, so I I don't know. I, I think it's it's better than fifty percent chance. But there's the only thing that stops me from doing what you said is that I is that Notre Dame I think could screw it up for them.
0: It is the season if you're a Cougarino to dream. And I say that, like, I mean, frankly, they're in a stronger position than Washington was at this point in the season of the year that they went to the college football playoff. Yeah, yeah. They control it. They're, they're in there with a uh, – I say they're in, but, yeah, I mean, they're, they're in there with a fully legit argument to be in the college football playoff if they're able to win out. And for their upcoming schedule ahead of the Apple Cup, they are at home against Cal. They are on the road at Colorado. And they are at home against Arizona, and then they finish. So three of their remaining four games on the Palouse. Uh, one road trip to Colorado. Uh, doable. This is doable. Oh, they should win all three of those games easily,
1: and they all you know. Then it's just going to be come down to the Apple Cup.
0: Yep. Oh, it would be nice. All right. Uh, California hosted Washington in this game, and as I started to talk about, Washington went ahead early. Washington decided they had scored enough points for the day, and. I'll tell you what
1: they made that decision at seven points.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then California field goal, field goal touchdown. Oh my gosh. California's ahead. We kick a field goal. Uh, Washington just can't get anything else going offensively. And I'll tell you what, Washington has been a, uh, pretty like a real sloggy season outside of like the win against BYU. Pretty joyless, but I'd say compelling. As Jake Browning, two years removed from being the conference offensive player of the year, gets the hook. And uh, Jake Hayner enters the game, uh, affirmatively scores on his own team, uh, goes back stays in for another series. Yeah. And then just because, you know, uh, I don't know. And then, uh, you know, we decided to put Jake Browning back in. I mean, we took Jake Browning out. We were ahead. Yeah. Uh, and then they put Jake Browning back in. He's able to get one more drive going, but they're unable to get into the end zone. Washington loses to a, not that great Cal team on the road. This is a confounding performance. Uh, the horrendous offensive performance from Washington in this game. Kudos to Cal's defense for being tough and for scoring the points they needed. I mean, Cal beat Washington. Cal didn't score an offensive touchdown. Your classic Stark burger. I mean, that's that's crazy. I mean, it's not like – what's weird is that the defense was adequate. You know, you told me before this game, Cal scores six points on offense. I'm like, well, I'm whatever. I'm going to go do something else because we just won sure. by 21 points. And,
1: and three of those points come on a field goal where Cal starts in great field position because of a kickoff return. So, I mean, I know some of the defensive players play on kickoff coverage, but really the defense – like, even that drive was really a short drive for Cal before they kicked it because they had great field position to start out.
0: Yeah. And I'll tell you what, when Jake Browning got pulled, he uh, to me, this is my untrained eye, looked like he was almost going to cry.
1: Yeah, well, look, dude, I mean, it, it, in a
0: comical <laughs> way,
1: <laughs> I mean, that couldn't have gone worse, right? Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. If you're like a Jake Browning fan, you're saying like, well, here you go. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I mean, Chris Peterson took a
1: took a, a gamble, and it it didn't work because that pick six really devastating, um, really really devastating pick six. You know, and you and you really wonder about like really like when you're starting your own drive at the 11 yard line. That's when you choose to you know to bring in the redshirt freshman in a one point game. But I I don't know how much of a beef that that Browning has, like, he can't pull the trigger. Like, he cannot pull the trigger. He has these games, and Saturday it was one of them. He just can't pull the trigger. He gets back in the pocket, and, I mean, I'm, I cannot stand Bush Hampton's play calling. When when you see that this is happening, and you see that he's mentally unable to get there, you know, to, to go through his progression, why you don't just go, like, Okay, we're going all hurry up, or we're going all move the pocket stuff. And like, I don't know why you wouldn't do that because you know sitting and waiting for him to snap out of it is, seems asinine. But he's got no complaint in my in my mind. I mean, yes, Peterson looks quite foolish for having done what he did now because it didn't work. But if I think if you're Browning, you kind of have to be like, you know what, you had a lot of opportunities to be better and you and you weren't better.
0: Yeah, that is just something else. It wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you what. It was. It was. It turned a game that I thought was not going to be interesting to me at all into an extremely interesting game in the second half. I'll say that it was compelling television, and
1: it was certainly a uh, a, a relapse for me back into my days where I cared a little too much. Oh, Um, oh, I got uh,
0: mad when this happened. I was heated (laughs) watching this game. Not playing. Yeah, I was Um, pissed. When I was done, I raged, uh, put away laundry, and then cleaned the kids' rooms, you know? But I, like, the thing that was not happening was me having happy dad interactions with my family. Yeah. (laughs) for, For, like, a couple hours there. It wasn't good. It was a it was certainly
1: a relapse. Um, <laughs> it but
0: not, but it, it's nice to feel again, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. Uh yeah, man, that was yeah. that was brutal. That was that was that was bad. Those were the old feelings and they came back. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh so tell me, how do we do on picks for the week? We did okay. Um, I went four and two. You
1: went two and four. Dirty Worm, friend of the pod, went two and four. That brings our season totals to 41-24-1 for me, 36-29-1 for you, and 40-25-1 for Worm. So Ooh. one game back and you are five games back. It's time to start getting crazy on your on your end.
0: Yeah, and then also I want to note that uh, every underdog this week won outright. Now, if if first for the Saturday games, the the Utah game was not, you know, not considered. Utah was a favorite in that game. It what didn't have a line because of quarterback issues. Uh yeah, and Colorado, Oregon State was pick also for, there must've been some kind of quarterback question in that game, but nobody, Oregon State was the effectively the underdog in that game. Everybody that was like, Oh, I get Colorado on Pick'em, That's free money. You would have
1: thought so, but
0: a hundred dollar ticket for underdogs on Pac-12 on Saturday, parlaying them all uh, would have netted you over a hundred thousand dollars. I saw on Twitter. Would have been nice. Can yeah. Use yeah. <laughs> everybody nice uh all right so let's go to next week's game Graham cb in the house i heard earlier when you paused talking
1: about the husky game i was like i, I bet it. Keep listening for Graham. Well, what's up
0: buddy oh. come here what's up oh. we're talking about football games do you like the huskies
2: uh-huh.
0: do you like oregon
2: uh-huh.
0: what what does Oregon smell like?
2: Stink.
0: They stink. That's right. You're right. You know that your dad doesn't like to talk like that, but I think they stink like poop. Ah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's pick uh, next week's game. Have my loving son in my lap. Here it is. We're recording this. It's 10 o'clock at night. This is this kid is routinely awake at this time.
1: So, All right.
0: You're good for him, you know? Yeah. So I'll stop, uh, you know, using the words I was using earlier.
1: Yeah, we're gonna. It's gonna materially change the tenor of this this
0: (laughs) podcast. You can go nuts. I have you in headphones. (laughs) Enjoy it. All right, Friday night we got Arizona hosting Colorado. Arizona are three point favorites. Uh, I'll take a buff bounce back.
2: I see W.
0: Yeah, W. Who's W for?
2: Huskies.
0: That's right. Go Huskies. All right, you're gonna go with the buff bounce. I'm gonna go with
1: Zona on this. I think, uh, whatever, I think you need to catch up on me and Worm. And since Worm took Zona, I'll take Zona. How's that?
0: I appreciate that. That's nice. this is about like this is an opportunity to gain a game, is what it is. That's right. Uh, next up, we have Utah traveling to Arizona State, Utah. Desert. I feel like due to their proximity to the desert, less impacted by it. Is that fair to say? I think so. I also, think also super, a superior team.
1: Also seems to be way better. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's a pick'em game. So I'm going to take
0: the Utes. I'll take the Utes. Also in that one. How about Chip Kelly returning to oxen Stadium, where Oregon coming off a humiliation, UCLA also coming off a humiliation. Oregon are seven and a half point favorites.
1: Interesting because I don't believe. T- I mean, today is Tuesday, and Do I don't think.
2: You, you said you said um, you said Oregon was your half past favorite.
0: What's No way. Oregon are their favorites in the game. They're but Oregon are not my favorites. That means that people think Oregon's going to win. Again, I think Oregon stinks.
2: But I think they have. I think the the gross smell in their mouth is garbage in their mouth.
0: Their gross smell in their mouth is garbage in their mouth. You heard heard it here. Uh, I'm going to take the Ducks. I think, even though Herbert and Dylan
1: Mitchell aren't practicing right now as of Tuesday, which is very concerning. if, that, if they actually can't play, then this is – I'm giving I'm giving away a game because they
0: will not be UCLA if those two guys don't play. It's a
2: microphone.
0: That is a microphone, yeah. Can I talk to that Nah, we'll just talk. You just talk, and it can hear you talk. I, I think the same is going to happen in that game. I, I like the same pick that you made, but I don't want to hey. say it out loud in front of my Hello? son.
2: Hello? Hey, man. can I talk in it?
0: You just did talk in it. My friend Eric just said hi to you. Uh, next up, we got Oregon State hosting USC again, uh, pack it up for Oregon State. Uh, it's a pick em game, uh, because USC has quarterback problems, but USC is going to win why and no? it doesn't matter because Oregon State already had the perfect season.
2: Um, why do you have a milk, uh, a glass of something?
0: A glass of milk?
2: Uh-huh.
0: because uh, I was thirsty. Wow. Now we got to get through these picks here. I'm going to need you to tighten up for a second. Uh, Next up, we got Washington State hosting California. Cougarinos, 10-point favorites. California coming off a big win at home. California uh, can stop a team that can't score, but can they stop a team that can score? I say no. Washington State, I'll take them. Cougarinos. Um, And that brings us, finally, did we do all of them? Well, we got to go to UW and Stanford. UW and Stanford, yeah, yeah, yeah. Washington are 10-point favorites at home. Now this seems to uh, require a shutout because they did score ten points in their previous game.
1: Yeah, this seems this seems like a big line to me. Uh, per the rules of the pod, we will all be taking UW. I don't know how I would ever gamble money on UW to win this game by ten.
0: Yeah, um, I mean we're going into a an absolutely dead Husky Stadium, <laughs> where all dreams are crushed. But Washington still alive, still controlling their own destiny for the Pac-12 North against a bad Stanford team. And it's always a great time to beat Stanford. Dad, so, you know, maybe the team will rally on some nobody-believes-in-us action.
2: Talk inside that microphone.
0: I am. It can hear me from here. So I like I like Washington to win this game. You figure Miles Gaskin is going to be back in at least some capacity. I got the impression that they were holding him. Yeah, I got
1: the impression that never occurred to them that they were going to lose the cow. Um,
2: is that a button?
0: It's a light. Why? I can uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. Talk through this.
1: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm having I'm having a ball.
0: Listen to you, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> key, is what's happening? Um,
2: yeah, who, it, do I don't think, know. who do
0: you think is going to win, Graham? Washington or Stanford?
2: Huskies.
0: Yeah, Huskies. I I'm think Huskies too. Uh, he got it right. That's for sure. He's Look he's on it.
2: This. Look at this. 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 this 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 thing? Did this, this this?
0: What is it? You're using it to scratch on your pajamas?
2: No, it it. I pretend this is a a bus. A
1: uh, a
0: bus? Uh huh. Okay.
2: Slitting down the road, and it goes up me, and it goes down me, and it goes. He has
0: one of the uh, like little uh, electrical outlet like plastic things you put in there you know Uh Uh, and he's pretending it's a bus and driving it up and down his dinosaur pajamas I like it and really at the end of the day you can't beat that Uh, so I'm going to say that does it for this week's episode of Eligible Receivers thanks for listening Uh, for Eric I'm Warren we will see you next week
2: so sonna drama